Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sask Egg Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner. Sask Egg Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Saskang Today. Coming up on today's program, it's day two of the 34th annual Green Miller's Harvest Showdown in Yorkton. We'll hear from Jason Popowich, who is involved in the commercial grain show. Agriculture in the Classroom has launched a new fundraising campaign directed at Saskatchewan farmers. The Acres for Education campaign highlights the importance of education in igniting a passion and interest in agriculture among elementary and high school students, as well as those already in post-secondary education. We'll hear from Evan Schout, who is the Chief Financial Officer with Hebert Grain Ventures in that Mooseman area. And young farmers across Canada looking to sharpen their skills while making connections have an opportunity to attend a series of events hosted by Farm Credit Canada. The FCC Young Farmers Summit is coming up for late November and into mid-February. We'll hear from Jason Fisk, who is the Manager of Content Marketing and Social Media with Farm Credit Canada. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of Saskag Today. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka your REMAX Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. With Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, we have some thin cloud here in the Yorkton area today. Is this what we can expect for the rest of the day? Yeah, most of it's not uh, the kind of cloud cover that will produce flurries, but uh, we'll keep the threat in. Uh, really, the best chance for any flurries this afternoon would be the first couple of hours of the afternoon. Uh, beyond that, really, the threat is negligible. I'm probably overstating it at 30%, but uh, the chance is there. Wind is light. The temperatures are struggling. They're trying to warm. The potential is there to get us above freezing this afternoon. Many of us will get up to around 2. It's just the cloud cover is really making it uh, a bit of a challenge. A bit more of a challenge, uh, perhaps, than a few degrees might ordinarily be. Through the night, we'll get some of that cloud cover to thin out. And tomorrow, a pretty decent day. It's actually a touch cooler, but a mostly sunny day with a very light wind through the day. So we'll say around 2 today. Again, some of, some of us won't get much above freezing at all. Down to minus 8 tonight with that clearing sky. And tomorrow, with the sunshine, we're up to around minus 1. More often than not, uh, through the weekend, we're below freezing. In fact, beyond the, the chance today, uh, we're below freezing all but a couple of hours of Saturday. And even that uh, is going to be a similar challenge to today. The potential is there for two degrees on Saturday. 
but the cloud cover thickens up Friday night and it's in place on Saturday. So a weak warm up working against an overcast. Very often the overcast wins out. We'll say between zero and two for a little while Saturday afternoon. And Sunday we could get close to freezing. I don't think we top freezing, but we get to it anyway. But watching this next storm system. Though coming up for the weekend, uh, things moving around for now are mostly uneventful. There are a, a few risks for some thicker clouds and flurries from time to time, uh, but more often than not, it's uh, dry. Anything that comes down today, tom- uh, not tomorrow at all, uh, today or Saturday, if we can squeeze any flurries out, would be insignificant flurries. Watching those Sunday, there is a stronger storm system sliding into the west. The uh, core of the storm looks like it actually is going to stay on this side of the border, close enough that the core of moisture will end up right along or just north of the border, which puts it across southern Saskatchewan, southern Manitoba, and brings it very close to the Orton area, the potential as a result of that for some moderate to heavy snowfall on Sunday. At this point, it's looking, because of the, the track, highly variable, likely be a small area where we get 10 or, or more centimeters, and then a broad area where it's about half of that. So painting down the exact is still going to take a day or so, uh, but we'll, we'll be at least be watching for some snow on Sunday. Those flurries will linger into Monday and then taper off. Temperature at minus 2, uh, temperatures later week are looking to wobble a bit rather than being consistently below freezing. We have a chance of getting above, but just as many chances of being below and probably going back and forth a few times next week. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw is at minus 2 degrees. Swan River and Roblin minus 1. Dauphin plus 2. Brandon, Show Lake Russell, 0. Regina and Indian Head are reporting in at minus 1. Saskatoon, Hudson Bay, Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington, 0. Broadview, Mooseman, plus 1. The Yorkton-Melville region has a cloudy sky, a south-southwest wind at 13 kilometers an hour. 80% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 0. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of minus 1 degree and dropped to a low of minus 10 degrees. There was no precipitation recorded in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is plus 2 degrees. The normal low is minus 7 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 7.44 this morning and it will set at 5.22 this afternoon. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday. The Manitoba hotspot was George Island at plus 2 degrees. The cold spot was Show Lake at minus 11 degrees. The Saskatchewan hotspot yesterday was Maple Creek at plus 8 degrees. The cold spot was Collins Bay at minus 13 degrees. Welcome back to Saskag Today. It's day two of the 34th annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown in Yorkton. Jason Popowich is involved in the commercial grain show. He says there's lots to see and do today. 2.30, Dave's Diesel Heavy Horse Pulls the uh, at 2.30 and 4 is the FCC Breeders Alley opens 
And then uh, also, too, the Fun Motorsports Country Trade Show opens, too, for uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's the first day of that. Make sure you come on down. And then uh, later in the evening at 6, the Yorkton Tribal Council Stock Dog Competition Cattle Trials are in the arena. And then at 7, the Yorkton Hyundai Mutton Busting and the Trick Riders presented by Key Yorkton Kia. And then at uh, also upstairs in the uh, uh, convention center, we have the Westland Insurance Commercial Grain Show. He says the trade show will be something to see. This year it's sold out, so that's nice to see. The Flexi Hall is full, so make sure you come on down. And the best part about all these events uh, throughout today and all weekend, it's free admission. Popovich says there's only a limited number of tickets left for the professional bull riding on Friday night and Saturday night. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, waste no time uh, uh, deciding whether you're going or not. You better get your tickets. It's going to be a fantastic event. We've got some celebrities, uh, some reigning champions coming down uh, to participate in the rodeo. Uh, you know, we just learned Teenage Phenomenon, uh, John Crimber from Texas. He's like the Conor Bedard to hockey as uh, uh, this gentleman is to uh, bull riding. He says the bull riders love performing in front of a big crowd. Yeah, and you know, when there's guys coming from Texas and all over Western Canada, you know it's a big event. They love the crowd. They love the uh, uh, how the crowd gets into it. It's a great atmosphere. Come on down. Make sure you get your tickets. Either check, uh, get your tickets online at YorktonExhibition.com or uh, come down to the exhibition office uh, before Friday. And Popowicz says elementary school students will be touring Harvest Showdown again this year. Yeah, you know, uh, it's something that the Exhibition Association's been doing for quite a while now. And, and uh, you know, a lot of kids from, you know, city, you know from, from Yorkton that have lived in Yorkton all their lives, they've, they don't know much about the country. They don't know much uh, where milk comes from, how, how, uh, how bread comes on their table. You know, they, they need to know those things. And, and what a better way uh, with having these tours for the students to come on down and learn more about agriculture in Saskatchewan. And all of the information about Harvest Showdown can be found online at YorktonExhibition.com. And be sure to listen to the latest Saskag Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. GX94, Ag Review. The ice futures canola market continued its months-long downtrend as the calendar flipped over to November, with the futures looking for an outside catalyst to spark a corrective bounce. While canola has seen occasional attempts at correcting higher over the past two months, any gains proved short-lived. Ken Ball of PI Financial in Winnipeg says speculative money was on the short side, and fund traders were showing little interest in exiting those bearish bets or going long for the time being. From a fundamental standpoint, Ball says canola is fairly cheap, pointing to wide crush margins and steady domestic processing demand. However, he adds, while canola may be attractively priced, that doesn't mean people are rushing to buy it. After losing nearly $150 per metric ton over the past two months, Ball anticipates canola could be near its harvest lows 
noting it's a bit of a mystery why canola's not attracting more interest. The farm gate price of milk will go up May 1, 2024, rather than February 1st, after a review of the national pricing formula and consultation with stakeholders. The Canadian Dairy Commission says the increase will be 1.77%, or about 1.5 cents per litre for milk going into processing plants. The Commission had already published this increase in October, but says that exceptional circumstances led to the decision to postpone its implementation. The milk pricing formula includes 50% of the year-over-year change in cost of production and 50% of the change in the consumer price index, or overall inflation. After the Commission published its proposal for the national pricing formula last month, however, the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers invoked an exceptional circumstances process that leads to an additional round of consultations between the CDC and other stakeholder organizations. The Canadian Agricultural Human Resource Council says labor shortages cost the agriculture sector $3.5 billion in sales in 2022. Research by the Conference Board of Canada on behalf of the Council found the sector has a vacancy rate of 7.4%. The Council says the agriculture sector employed more than 420,000 workers in 2022 and almost a quarter of them were foreign workers. Jennifer Wright, Executive Director of the Council, says there's an urgent need to boost the labour supply in Canadian agriculture. She says this new data on Canada's agriculture labour market is important so that the industry can tackle these challenges. The Council says the data is part of a longer-term initiative to update its labour forecasting system and support its National Workforce Strategic Plan. Nutrien says it earned $82 million U.S. in the third quarter, down from $1.6 billion U.S. a year earlier. The Saskatoon-based company, which is the world's largest fertilizer producer, says sales were $5.6 billion U.S., down 31% from $8.2 billion U.S., Diluted earnings per share were $0.15 cents U.S., down from $2.94 U.S. Nutrien attributed its lower earnings mainly to lower net realized selling prices, as well as lower retail earnings. The company says in its Wednesday release that its earnings are significantly affected by fertilizer benchmark prices, which have been volatile over the last two years. President and CEO Ken Seitz says the company delivered record potash sales volumes in the third quarter and says the company is encouraged by the increased level of demand and market stability in the second half of the year. While global fertilizer prices were projected to be steady to higher in 2024, overall affordability is set to improve while usage will increase. That's according to Samuel Taylor, a New York City-based farm inputs analyst for Raybo Research Food and Agribusiness, who delivered a presentation on the fertilizer market during the firm's Fall Harvest Outlook webinar on October 25th. Taylor presented a fertilizer affordability index, which is measured using global fertilizer prices against global crop prices with a baseline of zero. Last September, the value was 0.01 down from around 0.25 in July, 
By comparison, the index had fallen to minus 0.65 in January of 2022, its lowest value since the Great Recession of 2008. Despite this, the index and the worldwide affordability of fertilizers are expected to improve into July of 2024. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Livestock Market Conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for December closed at 184.67 today. That's up 105. February live cattle closed at 186.42, up 125. January feeder cattle closed at 242.17, up 415. March feeder cattle closed at 244.42, up 410. December lean hogs closed at 73.27, up 312. February lean hogs closed at 76.22, up 2.77. And that's the livestock market conditions. Now it's time for the Heartland Livestock Report from Yorkton. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of November the 1st. 2,600 head in the shorts, 425 cows and bulls, a total of 3,025 going to the ring. Cows and bulls selling steady, but also selling to a strong demand. D2 cows, 134 to 144, sales to 149, 150, D3 cows, 126 to 134. These old, thinner, weaker, blemished cows that have hip problems, they need to be sold now, I mean right now. When the weather is nice, you know what will happen when it's minus 25, minus 30. These cows are still bringing 85 to 115. Cows are averaging 136. From our good Melva area here, 1,450-pound cows topped out at 152.50. Good bulls, 145 to 155, sales to 163, 164. Bulls are averaging 151. From that good Grayson area, 2,100-pound bull topped out at 172.50. On to the pre-start sale here. Yesterday, we were featuring speckle park calves. 375-pound speckle steers, 421. 450-pound speckle steers at 395. And on to the heifers, 450-pound speckle heifers topped out at 266. And now for the rest of the story. 420-pound tan steers, 481. 500-pound black steers, 430. 575-pound steers, 409. 650s at 374, my favorite pen. 710-pound black steers, 357. 780s at 352. And 850-pound steers at 336. On to the heifers. 360-pound little tan heifers at 383. The 425s at 398. 500-pounders, 361. 575-pound heifers, 340. The 650s at 326. 710-pound heifers at 310. And 780-pound heifers at 286. Highlight of the morning. 61 red, black, exotic steers weighing 710 pounds. They topped out at 358.50. And these little black heifers, 360-pounders, they topped out at 394. I would say a darn good, respectable sale. And to all producers, don't forget to book your trucks to avoid disappointment. That is so important. And in Yorkton, this week, it's the 34th annual Harvest Showdown. It started yesterday and goes right till Saturday. Lots to see. We have uh, the Trick Riders, 
the tour team competition, heavy horse posts, stock dog competition, two nights of rodeo action, and we have the, the bred heifer sale, good quality heifers for that sale. That sale is on Saturday at 4 o'clock. And two nights of cabarets to kick up your heels. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And welcome back to Saskag Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's cloudy and zero in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. Agriculture in the Classroom has launched a new fundraising campaign directed at Saskatchewan farmers. The Acres for Education campaign highlights the importance of education in igniting a passion and interest in agriculture among elementary and high school students, as well as those already in post-secondary education. Farmers are being encouraged to donate 10 cents an acre as an investment for the future of agriculture. That message resonated with Evan Schout, the chief financial officer with Hebert Grain Ventures, which includes a 30,000-acre farming operation in southeastern Saskatchewan. Evan was at the Rainer Dairy Research and Teaching Facility at the University of Saskatchewan yesterday. He was on hand for an Ag in the Classroom event showcasing milk production for six elementary schools. Evan says there are two main reasons why Hebert Grain Ventures is involved in the Acres for Education campaign. It's the first one, obviously, labor shortage. We've been in agriculture long enough to know that when there's labor shortages in all industries, labor in agriculture tends to be worse. The other part is we like to get in front of students because these are going to be our next generation of policymakers. So we want to tell our story. We need to get it out there because the story that's being told right now isn't always the most accurate. He believes most students don't realize how many great jobs there are in agriculture. No, and I think uh, we've talked to students before, whether it be at Olds College or U of S, and they've always got the agriculture aspect of working for the big companies, the the retails, the conglomerates. Primary agriculture has never been the actual end result. And I think with today's technologies and precision ag and all those other areas of agriculture that they might not see as much, there is more than enough careers in Saskatchewan for primary producer ag. Shout says there's lots of employment opportunities where he works. 100%, like we're a financial consulting company, which wouldn't usually be tied back to agriculture, but with the number of zeros in today's farms, it tends to be a, a necessity now. So we as well, we like summer students, we bring them on. We are growing our workforce just as fast as the farm is. He also talks about the farming operation near Mooseman. So we run 30,000 acres of wheat, barley, canola down in uh, southeast Saskatchewan. It's uh, primarily operators at the moment, but to tell you the truth, we also have a tech division. We've got the office division. I mean, we are a full-fledged company, just as any big retail would be, so we need the staff just as much as they do. Shout outlines his message to high school students. I think the biggest one is that growing up, you never hear anybody say, I want to be a farmer, unless, of course, they're growing up on the farm. So it's more or less getting, whether it's urban or whether it's just rural that haven't been involved in farming, to understand that there is careers on primary producer farms, and they are really cool careers. Because with the amount of technology in in tractors, GPS, Mm -hmm. we're not just talking horse and plow and in the dirt anymore. 
He says he enjoyed speaking to elementary school students yesterday. It is, and, and it's good to get the story from their perspective, because I, I, like I said, I think most of their perspective is going to be off social media or off media, and sometimes that's not always the most accurate when it comes to agriculture, so it's good that egg in the classroom and we get to stand in front of them and, and give them our side of the story. Shout says the feedback he gets from students at these events helps him prepare for the future. Yeah, it almost directs not only Ag in the Classroom message, but it also directs our, our labor message of how, how do we get these urban individuals to come back and see primary producer agriculture as a career in Saskatchewan. He then tells us why a family farm should donate to Ag in the Classroom. I, I think if, you, if you're talking on the bigger scale, it's obviously the labor force. They're going to be your necessity on growth in the future. If we're talking on some of the smaller family farms where, for example, I grew up, it's more about making sure that they get the right story because, as I said, they're going to be the ones in 15, 20 years that are sitting in government or sitting on regulations or in academia. They're the ones who are going to be regulating what we can do and where we can grow it. Okay. Shout then explains why he's involved. For us, getting involved with Ag in the Classroom, it was it was more about bringing the producers forward. We know they've got a lot of, uh, a lot of donators from the industry. And I think from our perspective, it was lacking in the producer side. So we just wanted to challenge guys to get out. And it's not a big dollar donation. And it goes a long ways for Ag in the Classroom. He says he promotes Ag in the Classroom whenever he gets the chance. Yeah, this has been forefront in our conversations the last few months. And, and not only that, but on our social media presence and in our actual publications and articles, it's us pushing out and challenging the farmers. And Shout is hoping for good financial support. And we're in Saskatchewan. I mean, relationships matter, and, and that's, that's the core of farming, I think. Evan Shout is the chief financial officer of Hebert Grain Ventures, which is supporting Ag in the Classroom's Acres for Education campaign. Farmers are encouraged to donate 10 cents an acre, which is tax-deductible. The goal is to reach $250,000 by the end of the year, that number can be reached if 10 cents an acre is donated on just 7% of Saskatchewan farmland. Please stay tuned. I'll have your commodities update coming up right after these messages. Commodities update. Canola futures closed up across the board today. January canola closed at 682.60 up $9.30. March canola closed at 691.90, up $9.70. December Minneapolis wheat closed at 710 and 3 quarters. That's up 1 and 3 quarters of a cent. December Kansas City wheat closed at 641 and a half, up 1 and a half cents. December Chicago wheat closed at 565 and a half up 3 and 3 quarters of a cent december corn closed at 470 per bushel that's down 5 cents january soybeans closed at 1328 and a quarter that's up 13 and a quarter cents december oats closed at 376 and a half down 3 cents and that's the commodities update. Young farmers across Canada looking to sharpen their skills while making connections have an opportunity to attend a series of events hosted by Farm Credit Canada. 
The FCC Young Farmers Summit has a total of seven events scheduled, six in person and one virtual, for late November into mid-February. Jason Fisk, manager of content marketing and social media with FCC, says it's geared toward farmers under 40 years old. It's really an opportunity, I think, for young farmers to sort of shift the work that they've been doing outside um, and, and focus more on the work that they typically do inside. So that'd be sort of focused on, on the business of their operation, focused on, um, you know, a number of different topics around family dynamics and even mental health, but it's also an opportunity to hear speakers talk about financial management and risk management and, and sort of all the components that, that go into a successful farm outside of really the production side of the operation. One will be in Saskatoon on February 7th. Another is in Winnipeg on January 24th. FCC will also be in Lethbridge January 31st and in Camrose on February 13th two summits will be held in Ontario. He says there will be something for everyone when they attend. There are some speakers that are that are consistent uh, at, at all of our stops across the country, but I think what we want to offer that day is a variety of, of topics. And so, um, you know, like I said, there's we're going to hear a little bit from people talking about the financial management side of, of a farm, um, talking about the family dynamics and, and farm transition and, and even mental health. And so although some of the some of the speakers vary from, from location to location, typically those are the types of topics that, that were uh, focused on throughout the day and, and through a variety of speakers. Fisk gives a preview of the virtual event, which is coming up on November 28th. One of the uh, summits that we're offering, we're going we're gonna to provide it as a... Uh, uh, what we would call hybrid events. So there's going to be components of the event that will be broadcast live on a, on the web for anybody that, that wants to view it. So obviously we can't get to every community in, in Canada, but we do want to make some of these speakers and some of these topics available to anybody that's interested. So so what we're going to do is, is offer up a, um, a virtual event for, um, for those that can't be there face-to-face that can sort of partake in, in a number of the topics and the talks that, that we think are, are going to hit the mark with young producers. He says feedback has been strong over the years. It's for a number of things. It's not just the speakers and, and the topics that are discussed, but I know that a lot of the attendees really appreciate, you know, the networking and connecting with others within within the industry. You know, uh, farming's kind of a un- unique business in that, uh, you know, your your business location might be a little bit remote compared to, to other industries. And so, you know, our summits have the opportunity to bring people together where people can share ideas, experiences, you know, thoughts, and, and just connect with those that are, uh, you know, experiencing the same opportunities that, that agriculture can, can provide. And to register... So people can go to our website at fcc.ca, and under we have a knowledge tab, and there's there's an events tab that you can click, and it, and it highlights all the events that uh, that we're offering to customers and, and our events are, are free. And, uh, you know, the intent is really to, uh, to give people an opportunity to sort of step away from the farm for, for a day or to, or to log into one of our virtual events and, and take the time to really focus on the business of, of their farming. And, uh, and that's something that uh, is obviously critical and important to the strength of the industry. Jason Fisk is the manager of content marketing and social media with Farm Credit Canada. Please stay tuned. Your Farm Bulletin Board will be coming up right after this. Farm Bulletin Board. 
just a reminder that the 34th annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown is underway in Yorkton. It'll run through today all the way through Saturday. There is a free admission to Harvest Showdown as well as the trade show. There will also be a grain show, a forage show, a pedigreed seed show, breeders alley, cattle show and sale, a chore team competition, horse pulls, ranch rodeo, stock dog competition, there are school tours, 4-H clinics, a senior supper and dance, mutton busting, professional bull riding on Friday and Saturday night that you do need to purchase tickets for ahead of time because they're almost sold out. And there's also two cabarets, one on Friday night and one on Saturday night. As for today, just uh, coming up at 2.30 this afternoon, as you heard earlier in the program, it's Dave's Diesel Heavy Horse Pulls. That's going on in the Westland Insurance Arena. Then at 4 o'clock, the FCC Breeders' Alley opens in the Agra Pavilion. Also at 4 o'clock, the Fun Motorsports Country Trade Show opens at the Flexi Hall. At 6 o'clock tonight, it's the Yorkton Tribal Council's Stock Dog Competition with cattle trials in the Westland Insurance Arena. There will also be the Yorkton Hyundai Mutton Busting and the Trucko Trick Riders presented by Key Yorkton Kia. At 7 o'clock tonight, it's the Westland Insurance Commercial Grain Show as well as the Maple Agon Outdoor Forage Show and the FP Genetics Pedigreed Seed Show. The awards reception will be sponsored by PH. There will also be comedian Matt Gore, sponsored by Agritactics and Northern Vigor Agronomy. That'll all be held in the National Bank Convention Place. And then at 8 o'clock tonight, it's the Thirsty Thursday Appreciation Evening, which is presented by Cortex Structured Cabling. The Entertainment by Bull Ruckus, presented by Sweet Pro. That'll be held in the Yorkton Hyundai Prairie Oyster Bar and Grill. And then around 8 o'clock is when the Fun Motorsports Country Trade Show will close for the evening. So that's what's coming up at the Grain Millers Harvest Showdown for today. And that's all the time for today's Farm Bulletin Board. It's now 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions tonight, it'll be cloudy before clearing off. Winds north at 10 to 20 and a low of minus 8. For tomorrow, mainly sunny. Winds northwest at 10 to 15, a high of minus 1, an overnight low of minus 6. For Saturday, mainly cloudy, winds southwest at 10 to 20, a high of plus 2. Sunday, a 70% chance of snow, which may become heavy at times, a high of 0. And for Monday, a 40% chance of flurries, ending as the day goes on, a high of minus 2. In the Paw, it's minus 2 degrees. Swan River and Roblin are at minus 1. Dauphin plus two, Brandon, Show Lake Russell, zero. Regina and Indian Head are at minus one, Saskatoon, Hudson Bay, and Winyard, Wadena, Kelvington, zero. Broadview, Mooseman, plus one. The Yorkton, Melville region has a cloudy sky, 
A south-southwest wind at 13 kilometers an hour. 80% is the relative humidity. The temperature is zero. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for Saskag today for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines.